Time for Seafood News. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by Maine Lobster. Maine Lobster season is here, and although the traditional butter and lemming pairings are delicious, there are many ways to enjoy lobster. Grill it as a main course to accompany refreshing sides, to top your favorite salad with fresh lobster meat, or to add to your go-to mac and cheese recipe to take the classic to the next level. For more recipe inspiration, visit lobsterformaine.com. I'm news assistant Ryan Doyle. And I'm Erner Berry seafood market reporter Lauren Castiglione. Thanks for joining us. In our top story of the day, Philip R. Carraway, the owner of Captain Neal Seafood in North Carolina, has pleaded guilty to charges that his company falsely labeled millions of dollars worth of crab meat. As Seafood News reported last month, Captain Neal's was accused of violating the Lacey Act by knowingly false labeling foreign crab meat as domestic. According to court documents, the North Carolina business, which purchases, processes, packages, transport, and sells seafood and seafood products, purchase live domestic blue crab and their workers steam, pick, and process the meat. However, the company was unable to get enough domestically harvested blue crab to satisfy customer demand during the period from January 1st, 2012 through June 16, 2015. And during that time period, Captain Neal's purchased foreign crab meat from South America and Asia. And at Carowind's direction, employees repacked the foreign crab meat into containers labeled Product of USA. And approximate 180,000 pounds of imported crab meat were, was reportedly mislabeled by the company without the customers being informed of the meat's true origins. As part of the plea, Carowind admitted to falsely labeling the crab meat, which had a retail market value of over $4 million. Carowind admitted in his plea that he and the company could not and did not process sufficient quantities of domestic blue crab to meet customer demands. In other news, the trade war with China continues as the United States Trade Representative released the fourth list of additional 10% tariffs on an estimated $300 billion of Chinese imports. The only seafood product on the new list is frozen or chilled pollock fillets, a trio of harmonized codes that describes mostly Russian-caught pollock. The USTR split the list of products that will be a part of the tariffs implemented on September 1st and others, most notably pollock, that will not see increased tariffs until December 15th. Salmon, cod, and haddock, which all appeared on an August 1st list released by the USTR, have now been taking off the current list. The announcement reflected the dynamic nature of President Trump's use of tariffs against China as punishment for violating Sections 103 through 310 of the Trade Act of 1974, including China's policies on intellectual property. Trump elaborated later that the delayed implementation might have an impact on Americans. Trump stated, quote, what we've done is we've delayed it so that they won't be relevant to the Christmas shopping season, unquote. The comment is a reversal from the long-held position that tariffs are paid to the U.S. by Chinese exporters. Now, next up, imported seafood has become increasingly popular in the Chinese market. Last year, China's import value was said to have increased by $3.62 billion to reach $11.91 billion, uh, while volume increased to about 7.6 million tons. Imports are estimated to exceed 10 million tons in 2020. Shrimp are the most widely received foreign seafood by China. According to Customs Statistics, China's 2018 shrimp imports ballooned from 48,300 tons to 161,800 tons. The actual number, including border trade, may be well over 6,500. Tons. Wow, that's a crazy yeah. increase. So during the first quarter, there was a great increase in China's legal shrimp import, and the volume is said to be nearly 80% of last year's total. And this year, the country's shrimp import is expected to continue to rise over 800,000 tons. Among overseas suppliers, India has witnessed a great increase in its white shrimp export to China. 
This May, its export volume ballooned by 546% to reach 12,463 tons compared to last May, while the value skyrocketed by 489% to $69 million. Reasonable prices are one main reason for their success in the Chinese market. Thanks, Lauren. The latest analysis of the crab market from Ernerberry market reporter Janice Schreiber showed a drop in crab meat imports in June, with uncertainty on the horizon with the looming China harvest. Several areas for pasture, pasteurized. Several areas for pasteurized crab meat saw month, monthly drops in June. Overall, June imports are down 13.4% compared to the month of May. Several countries are down for this month, including the Philippines, which is down 3.4% for the year and down 42.6% for the month of June. Currently, they hold a 9.3% market share for crab meat behind Indonesia and Venezuela. Indonesia is seeing strong imports through June, up 9.4% year to, year to date, but imports are down 58 for the month of June. In taking a closer look at China, the country is still on conservation but will begin to harvest next week. Month-to-month -month imports are down 59% and overall for the year imports are down 47.2%. On a seasonal basis, which is typically how red swimming crab meat from China should be reviewed, you will notice that 2019 is still well below the three-year average. In addition, October 2018 through June 2019 is 12% lower than October 2017 through June 2018. There is so much uncertainty headed in the beginning of the harvesting season in uh, China in regard to the Chinese tariffs on red swimming crab meat, which currently stands at 25%. Currently, the market has been barely steady to weaker at points during late July and into August. Market participants report that the direction of the market to be unclear heading into the fall. And now for some really exciting news for Seafood News and everyone here at Erner Berry. Erner Berry has once again expanded their seafood market coverage, uh, which in part was led by Lauren. And as, uh, as of last week, Comptel subscribers will now have access to quotations for frog legs, Chilean mussels, and crawfish. And again, as I said, you're gonna, Lauren, you're going to be leading the charge on these new markets. Yes, I will Can you be. tell me about your experience working on this expansion and, and, and your thoughts on it? Yeah. So, you know, we get requests all the time for new markets from our customers. Um, and a few things have to align for us to move forward on those. The two major things being that, of course, we need to see that there's demand for those markets. And there needs to be a fair amount of volume being traded on a product. And luckily, there was for Chilean mussels, imported crab meat, and Asian frog legs. Awesome. And then can you give us uh, the latest on these markets, the latest updates you have? Sure thing. So Chilean mussels, that's been a pretty steady market um, compared to the half-shell New Zealand products that we quote here at Ernerberry. Crawfish consumption is up in China, leading to less projected imports coming into the U.S. And whole-cooked product from Egypt is a fast-growing market. And my favorite new market is frog legs. And I'm not sure if this falls into the seafood world, but we're throwing it in there. So <laughs> I've, I've never tried frog legs, but I've either. had family members that love it. And my grandmother, I always think of, says they taste like French fries. I don't like know if French that's true. Fries. That's what I've she says. I've heard it tastes like chicken. I, and I have no idea where that came from, but that's what sticks in my head. And maybe she said chicken, but it sticks in my head. And when, it, when I say <laughs> French fries, it sounds much better. So we're going to stick with if that. If they taste like <laughs> French fries, I'd be more inclined to try them. <laughs> Uh, so China primarily farms the American bullfrog, which is a larger species known for their meaty hind legs, yum, and they grow much larger than the smaller Asian frogs supplied by Vietnam. Because of this, the larger two to four count sized saddle off frog legs are exported exclusively out of China. Currently, China is done farming until October, meaning pricing on this side should be firming due to the lack of products coming into the market until then. However, the four to six count and six to eight count sizes are the most popular among consumers. 
In looking at import data for 2019, China supplied 64.3% of the frog legs imported into the U.S., while Vietnam supplied 35.7%. Thanks for the insight, Lauren. I'm really excited to hear more about these markets and then the rest of the seafood markets that you cover here for Ernerberry. The second largest salmon season ever recorded got started in July, but promotions for fresh Bristol Bay sockeye began in June. The Bristol Bay Regional Seafood Development Association's fresh sockeye retail promotions also continued through July, and now sales results are in. All five of the retail participants, HEB, New Seasons, QFC, Rosers, and Wegmans, saw record sales increases over previous years. Summertime fresh promotions were organized and supported by the BBRSDA at over 270 locations across the country. The season has wrapped up with landings of over 43 million Bristol Bay sockeye. East Coast grocery retailer Wegmans participated in fresh promotions across all 99 store locations. Wegmans sockeye sales increased 18% overall, and individual locations reported sales lift of up to 244% over last year's fresh sockeye. Additionally, Pacific Northwest grocer Rogers uh, saw an 80% lift in sales over previous year's sales during the same time. Feedback from other participating retailers have highlighted the Bristol Bay Sockeye Salmon's program's effectiveness through innovative marketing, in-store training, point-of-sales materials, and supporting digital promotions. And finally, Red Lobster's CEO, Kim Lopdrop, made the media rounds earlier this week as he discussed the company's expansion into China on Yahoo Finance's The First Trade Show. The trade war hasn't slowed down Red Lobster as Lopdrop revealed that their newly opened locations in Shanghai and Beijing are doing well. With the Chinese market embracing the restaurant, Lopdrop is not seeing any issues thus far as they continue to monitor the ever-changing landscape of trade between the U.S. and China. In an interview with CNBC, Lopdrop discussed Red Lobster's future with alternative proteins. With other companies like Burger King investing heavily in plant-based foods, Red Lobster won't be following suit. Lopdrop described the plant-based seafood the company looked into as terrible. Well, that about does it. Once again, this podcast was brought to you by Maine Lobster. For unique Maine Lobster recipes, visit lobsterformaine.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. bye bye